What's up, everyone? Thanks for listening once again to the Ignite Church Answers podcast. This is a podcast that goes, uh, it's for deeper discussions that go beyond a Sunday morning sermon. Uh, Our guest for, um, one of our guests for this episode is Sarah Olson, who is the director of our Ignite Kids Ministry. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, thanks. I'm glad to be here today. Awesome. My name is Craig Cusick, and just like before, I'll be helping guide these conversations and getting through each of these episodes. And today's episode is going to be um, another testimonies episode, so I'm always really excited about these ones, um, our third testimonies episode, where we just get to hear people's stories and how they came to know Jesus and um, what and how that's just kind of affected their life and brought them to where they are today. So I love to get to know, especially when it's someone who I don't know very well and get to hear <laughs> more yeah. about their story. So I love yeah. uh, I love these episodes and I hope you guys are loving them too. Mm-hmm. So Sarah, to start off, we are going to, um, like I always do, start with a few icebreaker questions here. Um, so the first one I'm going to ask you is, what is your favorite or least favorite thing about um, when it rains outside? Uh, I think my favorite uh, thing about when it rains is just the sound. I love hearing it, mm-hmm. even when I'm sleeping, and it's relaxing and calming. Yeah. So um, we'd need the rain, especially the farmers. So Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Some people really dislike the rain. Some people mm-hmm. nope, love I'm, it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I love weather, so yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't know if I'd want to live in Seattle, though. <laughs> Not yes. that much. Not yeah. that much, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. So another one I got here for it. What three best qualities would your best friend say that you have? I think my best friend, Jenny, would say I'm patient, I'm resilient, okay, and I'm loving, I guess. That's awesome. what I think she would say. <laughs> I hope she Jenny, would we say hope that. you think those things about Sarah. Yes. <laughs> She'll have to listen and, and agree or not agree. Yeah, we'll, we'll have Jenny on next episode. That'd be great. <laughs> She'd be a good person to interview. So. All right. Um, so, um, like I said, this is going to be an episode about just hearing your story and how you got to know Jesus and, and where you are now. But um, first off, I want to ask. Um, so you're the director of the um, children's ministry here at Ignite Church, right? Ignite Kids. Yes. Um, what what brought you to Ignite Kids? Why why this area of ministry for your life? Um, I actually moved to Fargo 12 years ago okay. to intern at Bethel Church um, in children's ministry, and I ended up staying. I worked at Bethel a couple of years, and I was let go because of budget cuts. And then I even went back and worked part-time for a while. And then I just got pretty burned out, and I had to focus on doing something different. Uh, Steve, I've known him, Pastor Steve, for quite a while since uh, Natalie and him were dating, actually. Oh, wow. And she was actually my roommate across the hall at Oak Hills Christian College. Wow, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, where I went in Bemidji. So I met them when they were dating. I went to their wedding. Yeah. And then um, they lived in Faustin, and I lived in Bemidji, and I saw them there. Natalie would come cut my hair, my mom's hair, and um, because Steve was a youth pastor in Faustin at that Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. And then they moved here kind of when I moved here. It was kind of just really funny. And Steve, one day when um, there was still Atomic Coffee over where now I think it's like a bar uh, right off of 
Main Avenue yeah. over yeah, the, there. Uh, it's like a golf, golf. simulator kind yes. of place now. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, he invited me for coffee, and he asked me to do the children's ministry. And I had done 10 years of volunteer children's ministry in Bemidji, and I said, uh, I have to get paid. Now I'm on my own, paid my college bills. Right. And I said, I'm sorry, Steve. And every now and then, Steve would kind of poke at me a little bit about uh, it. Right. And then um, summer of 2021, or actually probably springtime, he asked me again, and he kind of was like, I'm just putting a bug in your ear. And he said, what if I got you an admin? And I said, I consider that. And I really prayed a lot about it um, over that time, over those four months, and I, I said yes. And so, like an admin, like paid position um, with the church. Uh, well, or? to get an admin to help me in children's ministry. Oh, okay, sure, gotcha. Sorry, yeah. So Molly Brandt is the admin right, for yeah, Ignite okay. Kids, and she is amazing and a wonderful help. And I would not do this without her. I mm-hmm. can tell you that yeah. right now. So, um. So I've been here since the summer, uh, July of 2021, and I've been loving it. So I'm happy that I said yes, and um, that's why I came here. That's how I got here. So awesome! I I just wanted to ask because I didn't yeah. know that about you. And, sure. Um, it's kind of it's interesting because you know Atomic that hasn't been Atomic for a long time, so that kind of goes back a few years, but mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I so I suppose people don't really cross paths with you in the church until they have a kid, right. <laughs> and then they nope. have to get to know you, exactly. right? Exactly. So yeah, with us, we finally you know we have our little boy, so it's been we've been you know cross paths a few times and gotten to know you a little bit, and mm-hmm. we're loving it so yes, far. Definitely. Uh, so now let's focus more on on you. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, All right. So first one, first off, um, were you raised in a Christian home? Just to kind of start yep. your journey, let's let's dive right in. Um. Yep. I grew up having uh, the Bible read at dinner time every single evening. My father would read the Bible and do devotional. Uh, we prayed together as a family. Um, we attended church. We went to quite a few churches. We tried out different denominations, baptism and um, Presbyterian. And I even went to Catholic school for a while, and I actually really enjoyed that time. Um, and went to Wednesday night programs. So I grew up in a Christian home for sure. Um, and still um, working on, you know, just, um, I don't know, I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> I'm like staring at my words here. <laughs> no, but, okay. you know, I, I, the answer is basically, basically yes, I, mm-hmm. I grew up in a Christian home. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so a lot of people do grow up in a, in a Christian home. And they have the they you know read the Bible every night and they do their devotionals like mm-hmm. you were saying. Yep. But then, do you remember that moment where you said you know to yourself and and just you know made that commitment and you knew in your heart that, that was your commitment on when you gave your life to Christ? Yes, I went to Bible camp for the first time uh, called Blue Water Covenant Bible Camp in outside of Grand Rapids, uh, Minnesota, and um, I had that moment in the chapel where they call it the altar call night it's usually like the last night of camp Mm -hmm. and they invite you to receive the lord into your heart and um at that moment i just felt the presence of the holy spirit and i knew exactly what that meant and i asked the lord to live in my life 
And he's been there ever since. It's been um, a constant presence ever since that moment. And I was very young, um, and I was very blessed to really come to know the Lord at such a young age. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So so eight, eight years old is about when your you know, journey with Christ began. Do you, and you said it was at this... At, the, at a Bible camp, mm-hmm. right? Do you want to explain more about that night or how that camp sure. worked? Yeah, um, it's a Bible camp that I actually grew up going to ever since I was eight years old, and I ended up working there as well as a counselor and mm-hmm. as a lifeguard. Um, so it was the speaker just had a time where everybody could come forward um, and ask to be prayed with um, and just ask to receive the Lord in their life and live with him um, following him the rest of their lives. And I really made that commitment, and I really knew exactly what I was doing at that time. And, um, you know, I just call it like the Holy Spirit goosebumps. Like, mm-hmm. I feel yeah. ever since that time, I just felt have felt that veil come over me of the Holy Spirit um, many times in my life. And um, I've just always been very reassured that, you know, the Lord is by my side all the time. So That's really awesome. Um, so, you know, eight years old, that's mm-hmm. really young. So you've been, you know, follower of Christ. I have a relationship with him for, for a, a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and people always had to have their ebbs and flows and upside da- ups and downs with <laughs> any relationship in their life. Right. Yep. So did you ever have that, you know, quote unquote, turn away from Jesus phase in your life? Like so many of us have, um, and then had to kind of fight and claw your way back or turn your way back, um, towards Jesus again, or, or was it just always kind of smooth sailing with... <laughs> uh, it's not always smooth sailing, no, but of course not. I, I don't have a significant moment in my life where I, I walked away from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I can't say that I have. Um, of course, we have our ups and downs as we're humans. Uh, but yeah, I have always, always uh, stayed in that presence of the Lord. So I don't have a significant story to share. Yeah, no, that's okay. Which is that's, okay. Some people <laughs> yeah. do, some people don't, and that's <laughs> yeah, and it's, that's great either way. Um, yes. So because you know you have you had that really strong foundation um, with Jesus, mm-hmm. um, is there you know someone in your life that you'd credit that yeah. relationship to to have that such strong foundation to not necessarily mm-hmm. have one of those turn your back on God moments or stories? You know what what made that foundation so strong? Yeah, uh, for sure. My parents, uh, you know, my dad would come to me and ask that what would Jesus do question whenever I was mm-hmm. in a moment of um, being angry or maybe not making the right choice. Um, he would often give a Bible lesson to me. Really? And of course, you know, you didn't want to hear it at that time because you were, I was stubborn. Okay. I still am stubborn, but my dad <laughs> sure put up with a lot from me growing up and Mm -hmm. I just really am thankful for him today. I make sure I say thank you to him for all that you did endured with me. Um, But he'd give me um, a lesson and I'd have to think about it. I'd chew on it after he would leave me to um, ponder. And then I'd always come through with um, making the right choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was hard because I didn't want my dad to be right. You know, I, I thought <laughs> I was right and he was not right. But he always, God brought him to me to bring those words to me. And obviously he's my father and that's his job mm-hmm. to lead me and disciple me. Um, 
you know, my mom is a journaler and uh, she, she'll pull out a journal randomly and read about what we did a year ago today. She writes everything down. Wow. I know it's pretty. And, and I'm sometimes I'm like, mom, I don't want to hear that. But then it's always enjoyable to hear it as well. Right. Um, but she also journals with her Bible. Um, she's, I mean, if you could see her journals, it, her journals could fill a room. Yeah. Wow. Um, and she journals when she listens to sermons. And so I found myself forming that habit. I don't have as many journals as her, but I have a lot of random notebooks. And if you go through my notebooks, they'll be full of pages of the sermons that I've heard and the devotions that I've read. And um, I think for me, writing things down, it sinks in a lot more. Um, So I've gathered that from my mom. um, And my grandma was probably... Um, someone I really looked up to the most. Um, she was an amazing prayer warrior. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was always praying from the time she woke up to the time she went to bed. She was constantly praying for wow. her family, for wow. her friends, for the world. Mm-hmm. And um, like I remember we'd be in the grocery store shopping and we'd see someone that looked like they needed help and she'd say, let's pray for that person right now. And we'd stop and we'd pray. And so I've tried to do that in my life today, like passing someone on the side of the road that's homeless or just yeah. passing a car accident or just thanking God that I was able to buy groceries today and saying that out loud, thank you, Lord, and I pray for this person. Um, verbally saying that out loud really um, you know, registers with um, your faith, and it, um, saying those words just is, is truth. And uh, so, like, when I had a foster daughter this past year and a half, um, I tried to, I would pray out loud, and then she started saying it prayers out loud. So it was really neat, like, how that trickles um, into her life as well and to mm-hmm. others. So mm-hmm. being that kind of an example. Um, so those are three people that are, um, that I credit, you know, my relationship with yeah. the Lord. So Yeah, that's great. Family is... <laughs> Always got your back, right? Yeah. Oh. Yep, definitely. So, um, so you know, c- kind of thinking back on your story, and I know you've had some time to think about this, and we've gone back and forth a little bit before recording here, but what is, um, you know, something, as you reflect back, what's something that you hope someone, you know, listening here today can take away after hearing, you know, your story and what you've gone through? Sure. Um, you know, I, life's hard. For all of us, you know, we have those moments. Um, our world is pretty negative place to be in. Um, most of the time surrounding us, the news we see and listen to and the people and their different um, opinions. And, um, you know, but God's really good. And, um, you know, I've always tried to wake up with an attitude of joy um, because, when you wake up in the morning, you can choose to have that attitude of joy mm-hmm. or you can choose to have a bad day. You can wake up on the good side or the bad side of the bed. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, because of that joy, um, the joy of the Lord can overcome any trial and can really change your perspective of those tough situations that come your way. Um, I think that joy, if it's radiating from you, others can catch on. They're attracted to it. And they're wanting to have that relationship and that joy 
that you have with the Lord, they can see it. Even if you don't say, I love Jesus, you know, I'm so happy, I'm a believer, they can tell that you. they're going to want to know what you have, um, mm-hmm. why you have that happiness and that joy. And I've had people ask me before, like, why are you always so happy? Um, or why are you so positive? And they're like, not in a bad way. They're like, mm-hmm. I'm just curious. And then I get to tell them, you know, why? Mm-hmm. And I think it's just something that's important that we we can change the um, outcome of our day by how we respond to a situation, and um, especially in all the things that are going around us today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God doesn't want us to dwell on those negative um, situations and um, the way the world is turning. Um, he, he wants us to lift others up and be positive. It's not always easy, All but right. it is if you have the Lord in your life. It can be easy, mm-hmm. and you can make that decision. So, yeah. yeah. Make the decision to pick the positive path. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yep. Um, well, Sarah, thank you very much for you know sharing a little bit of your of yourself with uh with me and everyone listening here um i'm sure it was helpful to someone it was definitely helpful to me i love like i said getting to know everyone who i sit down with um just a little bit deeper um i always love meeting new people and getting to hear all kinds of stories so yeah um, you're welcome yeah um you're listening um just keep on listening um we'll have another uh testimony just after this one um so just keep keep that play button pressed <laughs> um so uh for the ignite church podcast again my name's craig cusick and uh sarah at the end of each of the podcasts we like to do what we do at ignite church and say the mission statement at the end of everyone's story or episode so um i'm gonna say the first part and then you're gonna say the second part and we'll Move on to the next. Are we ready? All right. Encounter God. Impact the world. All right. Well, I want to thank Sarah once again for sharing her story. And we're going to move on now to uh, another person that attends Ignite Church and it actually works for Ignite Church a full time as the executive administrator. We have Tressa Bengson with us today. Welcome, Tressa. Hey, Craig. Welcome. Thanks. I got to say your name is difficult whenever we're texting back and forth because my phone <laughs> wants to say Tessa or Teresa oh, yeah. and it's so frustrating, yes. but it forces me to auto check all yes. my texts before I send Yes, you. you and every Starbucks barista. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we're going to just you know dive right in to get to know you better and Great. hear your testimony and your story, um, just like we heard Sarah's a little bit ago. So um, Tressa, the first thing we like to do is to get to know our guests a little bit better with some icebreakers. Nice. Um, and I like to try to keep them secret. So if you saw it beforehand, that's okay. We'll act like it's a surprise. <laughs> okay. Um, this is a fun one. What is your blizzard order at Dairy Queen? Ooh, okay. I am a savory girl. So I love like cookie dough brownie mix like it's two treats in one so it's like if i'm paying okay. for a blizzard i want i want a bang for my buck so i'm i'm like stuff I want as cookie much dough. as yeah, you can exactly <laughs> stick that cookie dough in stick chocolate in so yeah i like a i like a, a hearty cookie dough or a hearty brownie bite okay blizzard at Dairy Queen. nice that's what i typically go to too or reese's oh yeah that's yeah. a good one too anything with for candy reese's. right yeah, right. <laughs> yeah um when you have a tough day, who's your first phone call mm. and why? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, that's always Micah, my husband. 
Um, he right is on. the yin to my yang. He is the introvert to, to my extrovert. And so <laughs> he is also the Zen to my wild. So if it's a bad day, like that's the man I'm calling because okay. he'll be like, he'll listen to the wild and then he'll be able to just talk me off the ledge and help me kind of calm that down, put up and put in perspective, but also like, you know, work, work through it with me. I'm a verbal processor. So he, and he is not. So he oh. has learned to just like, <laughs> let me process. And by the time I finish processing, usually the, 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 the anger or whatever bad thing has happened has kind of released a little bit. So he sure. has, he's learned to just like, let it go, let it process. And then at the end, I'm usually pretty good. So yeah, every time it's Micah, it's been Mike, it's been that way since we started, we were engaged in 2015. He's always wow. my guy that I call for a, for after a bad day. Mm-hmm. Great. That's good. I've, I know Micah too. He's an awesome guy. And that's a little bit opposite of me and my wife. I'm more the extrovert and she's more the introvert. Oh, so yes, that's yes. funny you say that because every time I talk to Micah, he seems so extroverted. Yes, right? He is that mm-hmm. anomaly of an extroverted introvert. Mm-hmm. You know, he loves people. He just taps out way sooner than I do. Sure. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> and he comes home from events drained where I'm like, whoa, that was excited. fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm pumped. Yeah, I could right. go another hour. Yeah. 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 That's me for sure. Yeah. Get my. Re, my refresh of energy from uh, a lively event. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Get me out of the house. Get me to an event, and I'll come back jacked. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So um, let's dive into your story. Love I want to hear more about it. I'm sure everyone else wants to as sure. well. Um, and a lot of people in the church or a lot of listeners probably know who you are or mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. of you or met you in person before a lot, um, but they might not know. Uh, you know more you know, deep down about your story. So yeah, this is sure. what um, these episodes are for. And we're happy that you're, you know, willing and vulnerable to, to share them with us. So Great. thanks for having um, me. Yeah, of course. Um, so first, you know, thing I like to ask, and, and this can be, you know, completely up to you. Oh, you want to share your story. Um, it doesn't have to be just this little question and answer interview. If you just want to tell it like it is, <laughs> that, that's yeah. all you. And we just right. got some questions to, to fall back on to, cool. to, to dive a little deeper into it. So um, were you raised in a Christian home? Let's just start there. Yeah, sure. Uh, I was. I My parents both met at a small Bible school in Plymouth, Minnesota, and have had... I kind of come from a legacy of faith, which is amazing, but my parents both have a strong and consistent relationship with Christ my whole life, and now, of course, too, mm-hmm. but mostly my childhood is where that consistency was just felt. And, um, there's still a big inspiration for what a faithful and unwavering relationship with Christ looks like. I've, yeah, I've been really blessed by the legacy of faith that they, they had from their parents and then passed down to me. Both of my, both sets of my grandparents come from a faith. All my aunts and uncles, um, uh, have a faith uh, in Christ and then also married someone who walked in that faith with them. So mm-hmm. growing up, I didn't know anything different. You know, oh, I, okay. I knew from a really, I've always, I, I, truly don't remember a time that I didn't know who God was and okay. and have an understanding of him praying with him like there was there's never I can never rem- I cannot remember a time where God was not a part of my life and a huge part of that is because my parents they yeah. it was a huge part of how we grew up it was a huge part of our household mm-hmm. extended family events christmases like it was just a um that was just my childhood it was uh, but it was a part of my childhood that the older I get, the more I realize how much a gift that was and mm-hmm. how uncommon that was. My cousins and I um, will talk about our childhood and talk about like Christmases and that the fact that all of our aunts and uncles walk with the Lord. Like yeah. that's so rare. And that does that, seem that's very a huge rare, yeah. blessing and yeah. and uh, and was a huge foundation to to my faith because obviously they they're siblings, so they're they're never perfect and they're always you know there's they're never going to get along with each other all the time but to watch that even like 
godliness in conflict and godliness in, in siblings and godliness mm-hmm. in parents and, and siblings and siblings and, um, and uh, a child and adult. It was really yeah. cool. So yeah, I, I, I was raised in a Christian home and I think that was something that I did not, I wasn't as thankful for until I was later in life for sure. Yeah, it's just sure. my childhood. Cause you have a pretty big family, right? I have a big family. Yeah. <laughs> my mom comes from a family of six. I come from a family of four. I am the oldest of 25 cousins on one side Jeez. and 15 cousins on the other side. Yeah. So it's just, it's been a, it's a wild, it's gatherings are super chaotic, like yeah. wonderfully chaotic. And uh, maybe that's why I, strive and thrive in creating order out of chaos it's been sure. my entire life yeah. <laughs> but yeah so it, it yeah with that many people it's amazing to see how god had his faithfulness in all of that too yeah in a mm-hmm. giant family where everyone shares that same relationship with christ that's oh, pretty yeah. cool that that at christmases it wasn't ever uh you know there wasn't an uncle or an aunt that didn't follow the didn't follow along with the nativity or didn't mm-hmm. didn't talk about the thankfulness of Jesus. Like we would, my aunt Denise would always make a birthday cake to Jesus every, every oh, day. Wow. You know, that was nice. like, and we'd sing happy birthday to Jesus and we eat oh, cake. You know, that was funny. like the, the day after the, the day after Christmas. And so, you know, that's just my whole childhood has just been really blessed by that for yeah. sure. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, so you said, you know, your whole life, you never didn't know a time where you didn't, you know, know Jesus. Um, but was there kind of that moment where you said, okay, this is where I give my life to Christ and it's, and it's my decision now. Do you remember that moment specifically? Oh, Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, like I said, like I always had an awareness and an understanding of who Christ was, but, uh, it wasn't until I was like fourth grade. Um, I think it was fourth grade, fourth or fifth around that time, that really pivotal, awful, awkward time (laughs) of your life that I truly realized like that it was really imperative to not only know who Christ was, but to actually start living your life to reflect that, um, to surrender my will and align with his. Um, that exact moment happened while I was at Bethany Bible Camp, which is mm-hmm. a small, uh, small Bible camp, no air conditioning, uh, in Bemidji, Minnesota, off of Grace Lake. That was the, the Bible camp that we went to growing up in our church. Okay. And I don't even, we would have, um, I don't even remember exactly what day it was or anything. We were just having our evening campfire, which is what we do every every evening. And one of the counselors, Anders Macy, was giving a message. And he, I don't even remember exactly what he said, but I do remember him saying, um, like, if he had, he had asked if we were living our life for Christ, had we surrendered to his will and what he, and, and to his will for our life. And then he said, this, this is what he said that I will never forget is if your heart is beating really fast right now, and you kind of feel like you might cry, you probably need to surrender because God is working in your heart. And I was like, oh, how did he know? Cause my right. heart, I was going to have a heart attack. Like oh. my heart was just pounding and my eyes, I was like at the threshold of my, yeah. of my tears. And, and like goosebumps so, exactly. all over. I was like, yeah. how did, how did honors know? And so, yeah, that was the moment that I surrendered. That was the moment I'm like, okay, I'm going to make, I'm going to live my life for him. That's when I, mm-hmm. I started living my life, not just for myself, but for God, started aligning and surrendering my will and my desires for what God's will and my mm-hmm. and God's. And it started like that, you know, you're a fourth grader, so you, you don't truly understand that. But that started the journey of yeah. truly laying those things down daily. Like, what did that look like on my day-to-day life? And mm-hmm. and that, that moment was so, really so tangible for me. Like, even like when I was like thinking about this and, and even as I share it now, like my heart's getting like, <laughs> it's getting all racy and, yeah, and, it's uh, and, yeah, and getting a little <laughs> teary-eyed because yeah, oh. that was just, it was such a tangible moment, especially for a kid that, um, 
that knew God and kind of, you know, there was, I, I never had that epiphany moment that I, I heard a lot of people have in their testimony mm-hmm. where it's like, it was the moment that like, oh, God is real. He's, he's there. I, I understand him now. I kind of already knew that my whole life. Like mm-hmm. I've never not known him, but that was the moment that I truly could maybe say I gave my life to Christ. I, okay. That head knowledge turned into that heart knowledge, and mm-hmm. and I started actually striving to read my word, or the word of God, and spend time with Him and change how I behaved and how I acted to align yeah. with His His will for my life. So, uh, what was their name? Anders. Anders Luke, Macy. Yeah. Do, uh, do you yeah. still have a connection with them? He or? is. Yeah, not as much as I used to, but his son and and my and me and a couple of other like if you know Kyle Stegman, his older brother Joel Stegman. This was like a group of kids that I have known since fourth grade wow, and okay. his and Anders was a big part of that. Like he was part of our youth program. He has such an amazing heart for youth in general. Uh-huh. Like in our growing up, like Anders had, Anders was like the dad to everybody. Wow, and cool. he was just this really cool, really quirky, awesome, like lived his life, the you know, lived his life for Christ, but also like didn't care what people thought about him. Mm-hmm. Like he was truly an inspiration and I, yeah, such an amazing cool. guy. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, you know, interesting. It, it'd be kind of cool to keep that connection because he's kind of part, part of oh, your story, kind of a 100%. core part of your story till it's so to keep that connection would yeah. be kind of a, a cool thing yes. to, to continue that in your life. That's I mean, awesome. now that you say that, I don't even know if I've ever told Anders that that was, like, oh, really? like, I don't even know if he knows that. So I should, I'm I should send share this with link? him. Yeah, yeah. I know, I should, I should. <laughs> hey Anders, you were a big part of my testimony and I've never told you that. So yeah, yeah, he was, he was an amazing, amazing part of our youth group. Just a cool guy. Really awesome. Cool living, living yeah. for the Lord. Yeah. So, so your journey with Christ, you know, begins really from birth, just being yeah. kind of born into this big mm-hmm. family. And then you give your life to Christ when you're in fourth grade, but were there any other sort of big milestones mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. either, you know, more so began your true journey into really diving deep and understanding the Lord or just milestones along the way through your journey that you remember were really big and really important? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, one of the obviously the one at Bethany Bible Camp was a big milestone. That was the beginning of my journey of learning to walk with Christ and live my life to the standards that He mm-hmm. requires of His followers. But another big milestone was when I went to um, graduated high school and went to the Association Free Lutheran Bible School in Plymouth, Minnesota. That was actually the same place my parents went and met and like fell in love. So there, it was always oh, nice. on the radar. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> yes, yep. But um, it, that was really the the next big milestone because that was where. I took my faith and made it my own, like kind of started separating it from my parents, taking doctrinal understandings, theological understandings, and really examining them through the lens of scripture and with the help of professors and godly pastors there to kind of say like, is this is what my parents believe? Is this also what I believe? Is yeah. is is this something that I want to live mm-hmm. out? Is this a theology that I agree with or a theology that I disagree with? Obviously, the the big theologies like like Christ died on the cross and those big ones mm-hmm. like those were set in stone. But like kind of figuring out on on the kind of the secondary issues and yeah. the secondary theologies and um, and whatnot, kind of separating myself from my parents and making it my own and truly studying each of those things that I was believing and knowing why I believe them. And I think that's, that was really important for me to feel ownership. And I think it's really important for anybody mm-hmm. truly to know what you believe and be able to have confidence in your faith. I think that's a bedrock for yeah. faith, an, un- an unwavering faith in Christ. And, but then the next milestone was kind of, 
um, like that was a great milestone of like of, a, of an acceleration in faith, and the next milestone probably was a, a deceleration of faith because yeah. I left Bible school. You leave this like really cool community where Christ is constantly in the forefront of everyone's mind, and you're going to classes where you learn about Christ, and then you go. I went into college in my career, and it was like, oh, this is all on me now. Like I have to get involved in a church. Mm-hmm. I gotta. I don't get fed every day from a class with by the word of God. I got to really tackle that myself. I got to mm. get into a Bible study. I got to... So I, that was like a, an ownership in another way. Like yeah, ownership right. of like, I have to motivate myself and self-motivate mm-hmm. myself to continue to dive into the word of God. And there was a learning of like how to hold on to my faith and how to walk in the midst of, you know, a culture and, a, and, a, and friend groups and college classrooms of like... That does not follow God, and in some ways, really mm-hmm. vehemently was opposed to Him, and kind of hold on to those biblical principles that I really felt really strongly about, and had mm-hmm. just come to in Bible school come to hold really dear. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that seems to be kind of the the turning point is when you kind of move out and go to college. That's when a lot of people kind of realize, like, okay, now my faith is my own. Yeah. Now I can make, you know, uh, find a deeper understanding in my own mind instead of kind of just following in the shadow of your, your totally. first 18 years of life, yeah. just kind of doing, you know, the yep. routine, so to speak from uh, what your parents have, you know, yeah. nailed into your life so much. Yep. Um, is it, so I haven't really asked a lot of people this, but it's mm-hmm. something that just kind of came to my mind. Hey. Is it, is it a little bit tough kind of coming with the realization of, okay, now you move out, you're learning more, your faith is becoming your own. It's becoming slightly different from your parents. Mm-hmm. It's it's still the same mm-hmm. God. It's still the same, you know, loving God and fearing God relationship that you've always had and followed through your parents for your whole life. But now that there are some things that you're making your own, yeah. you're doing things different, you're reading things, understanding things different than they did. Yeah. Is that kind of a tough pill for you to swallow mm-hmm. or them to swallow, mm-hmm. but you still love each other and still love God, but it's in a different way. It's yeah. Yeah, I think that was like, uh, that was a big turning point in my relationship with my parents, I think. Because okay. up until that point, I was coming to them and they were, and whatever they kind of like, the advice they gave or theological and doctrinal um, responses they had, I was like, oh yes, of course. Okay, but yeah. now it was different where I was older and I was challenging them. And maybe right, we were, okay. and, and I never will forget my... The, obviously, the Bible college was Lutheran. My parents grew up Lutheran, so okay. the topic of baptism came up, mm-hmm. and I was really identifying that, looking through that, um, kind of pulling that apart. And I remember vividly being like, "Dad, if I am discussing that with him, and at the end of the discussion, being like, if I don't believe in infant baptism, like if at the end of all this, after at the end of my study, if I don't believe in infant baptism, is that going to hurt you?" And my dad was. My dad said, "Tress." If you are convinced in the word of God, if you are founded in the word of God and convinced of the truth and you believe in the the core things such as, you know, don't you can't, there's just certain things that you can't uh, not believe in the faith of, and, right. and still have a faith in Christ, like that he rose from the dead and that he saved us from our sins. Like yeah. he's like, as long as it's not a main issue like that, Tress, it's more of a, a secondary issue or a, there's multiple theological decisions on that or multiple theological um, viewpoints on that. Um, he's like, I'm still going to love you. Mm-hmm. I'm, I just want you to, I just want you to be informed. Yeah. If you're informed, then that's just that I want you to go with what your conscience yeah. believes. And that was huge because that stopped me from being afraid of, cause I'm a firstborn type a personality. Like disappointment is a big motivator for me. I don't want to disappoint anybody. And mm-hmm. so that freed me up. That was a huge point in my parents and my relationship. I found 
that that freed me up to the to feel free to explore those issues in yeah. a way that's like, okay, what do I actually believe? Not not what do my parents believe? And then are they going to be really disappointed if I don't believe in those things? But if I came to the same conclusion of them, it was my conclusion. Yeah, it wasn't sure. that they pressured me to it yeah. or guilted me into it. And that gave me a lot of freedom in in feeling in in my relationship with Christ too, because you know your relationship with Christ mirrors a lot of how you have how you relate with your parents. And so yeah. there was a that kind of helped me also see God as like, oh, God is God is also just as gracious god god mm-hmm. god wants you to struggle with these things so that you in hopes that you come to a deeper understanding of him and a deeper yeah. conviction of him mm-hmm. and that's kind of what happened yeah that's godly wisdom right there from pops yeah, yeah i know that's yeah. great he is a godly yeah. wise man for yeah. sure that's yep. awesome yeah that's that's such a big moment too right like that freedom that you you know receive in that moment just helps lift the, such a big weight you know such a yes. worry off your shoulder i was worried to tell my parents that I decided to become a follower of Jesus and it's oh, like yeah. made us so much closer. It's like, why would I, why was I ever worried about that? <laughs> exactly. The <laughs> pressures you put on yourself yeah. or the, the scenarios that you've already played out in your mind that might not necessarily be the case. Yeah, right. For sure. Yeah. So, you know, throughout your life, it seems like you've had a you know really close relationship with Jesus throughout your entire life. It's been really rock solid. Um, was that ever, was there ever a moment where you had that kind of turn away from Jesus phase in your life or the rebellious after college years or, yeah. you know, what have you? For sure. Uh, no, actually, I, I never had a moment where I completely walked away from my faith. And I think mm-hmm. that a big part of that, a huge part of that is God has been so faithful by keeping people close to me that helped me during those times that I maybe would have actually walked away from God. So um, just that, I and I shouldn't say the verse if I can't give the reference, but you know, the, the holding me in the palm of his hand, I truly felt that my whole life. Even those moments where I questioned, ah, is this, is this something I should keep doing? Is I kind of want to live for myself. I kind of, especially in college and in my career, mm-hmm. it, w- it would have been easier not to, but that there was always someone there that helped bring me back to my faith and, and, and remind me of the faithfulness of God. I, I think what I really struggled with and continue to struggle with, but especially struggled with right after Bible school was just an apathy of, of God, like Hmm. where he's there. I still have a faith of him, but I'm not really excited about him anymore. I'm not, I'm not digging into the word like I used to. I'm not, I'm not pumped to open my Bible every morning. Mm. And sometimes I just didn't. And so I'm sure you're not alone. Yeah. yeah, Especially if you grow up in the faith, you know, you've been hearing these stories and these Bible verses since you were just little, it's easy to kind of dismiss it and kind of not, you know, kind of dismissing, go, oh, yeah, yeah, I've read that verse before, yeah. I've heard that story before, or yeah, yeah, God is good, God is good. Where's and the newness? Where's yes, the excitement? Yes, yeah. exactly. And But just to keep that, the, there's always a struggle, and I think there will be probably for, this is like the... The, the, the circle, the, the sin that I will probably always continue to circle back to, and maybe it will be less some years and more other years is just yeah. that apathy towards Christ is okay. that to keep that awe and to keep that, that, um, that awe and, and amazement for Christ in the word and to read his word and be excited about what it has to yeah. say and read his word and be amazed at the parallels that are within the old Testament, and the new Testament, things that like we did Bible school. It was from Genesis to revelation. So it's like, I know every parallel in the old Testament mm-hmm. that goes with the new Testament, yeah. the old covenant and the new covenant, all this head knowledge that if you, if you aren't careful can really create this lots of head knowledge and not a lot of heart. And then okay. your heart just, 
doesn't become hard, but it just becomes, you know, it's, it's a muscle you haven't been flexing. So it just becomes weak. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's in the, in those moments, you just kind of lose that awe and, and amazement for what God has done. And you forget of the faithfulness that he's shown you your whole life. And yeah. you kind of think of the things that he didn't do for you or the things that you are missing out on. And you mm-hmm. don't think of the faithfulness that he has shown you or the, the goodness that he has brought into your life. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, who or what do you, you know, credit your relationship that you have with Jesus to? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> how much time do you have? <laughs> there's, a, and I and I say that kind of as a joke, but also yeah. seriously. There's, there's. Is, is it really just that that big family core yeah. that you always had, yes. or is it? Yep. And then Bible school else? too. Like, there's there's friends that I like. I'm going on a girls' weekend with some of those girls that I went to Bible school with. Like ten plus years friendship of mm. godly women that have walked beside me, especially during my college and career years of like watching me struggle through apathy and watching me struggle through navigating corporate with my faith and, and the, the, but at each phase of my life, childhood, teenage years, college career, and now my marriage and motherhood, (laughs) God has really provided amazing people that have walked with me during those years and, and are, you know, continuing to walk with me today. And they know me, you know, there's, it's so, there's something really powerful about someone who knows you, has known, mm-hmm. has watched you struggle, has, has walked with you in judge, in a judgment free zone yeah. and you walked with them. And, um, just, I think that was, that's a huge part of, um, my credit accredited with my life with Christ being the way that it is. But I do think the biggest influences are, have got to be my parents. I mean, mm-hmm. if had it not been for their commitment to disciple me from a very young age, to make that a priority in our family, to have family devotions with us every night when now as a mother, I'm sure there were nights that's like, I'm going to fall asleep sitting up, but we're going to do devotion. Like they, they were, they were mm-hmm. really dedicated to yeah, that. Wow. And I think that my story would have been a lot different had they not discipled me from infancy on, you know, God has, God was always talked about in our house and not just talked about, but acted out. Like that was, I watched my mom have devotions every morning. I watched my dad get us up every morning for church, even though we didn't want to, you know, and there's, you know, that going to church doesn't make you a Christian, but there is a faithfulness to that of just like, you know, it's important showing the importance of faith, the importance of godly things. And just um, in so many ways, they just showed me what it was like to be a Christ follower mm-hmm. from a young age. And and just struggles and imperfections included. You know, the older yeah. you get, the more your parents are more likely to open up or you're starting to notice those imperfections and, yeah. and, those, and those struggles that they have too. But just watching them walk through those things faithfully yeah. and, and walk through their, in their marriage faithfully too. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I just look at that and I really hope that someday my children can look back on their childhood and maybe say the same thing about their upbringing. Yeah. Well, in a few years, I'll be interviewing uh, Bjorn, yeah. and he'll tell me all about it. Yes, exclusive with Bjorn Banks. And oh. <laughs> Pull back the curtain. Yes. Um, so um, just as a, as a closing question, I like to hear what people um, have to say or what they think about their story kind of as they've had time to reflect back on it. So what is something that you hope someone listening can take away after hearing your story? Maybe words of encouragement, maybe... I don't know, anything, yeah. any, anything, any takeaway that you're just hoping someone can yeah. hear this and be encouraged. Oh, that's a really great question, Craig. Um, you know, I, I really used to feel insecure about my testimony. 
because, you know, I, I didn't have a conversion that was, you know, flashy or exciting or like 180, like I was in my sin and now I'm not like, it wasn't, I didn't have that moment. He didn't deliver me from a destructive lifestyle and I never fell away from him. So I was always kind of sheepish about my testimony being like, oh man, it's so boring. There's really not much, there's (laughs) not really anything exciting about my faith. I've heard that. I've heard that from multiple people and in previous episodes, even, you know, people that have lived with faith or lived with faith, you know, their whole lives, they think, oh, my story is just uh, boring. I didn't have that big flashy moment. So it's just funny how the, how true it is that you're never alone in anything that exactly. you're going through someone else is feeling the same thing that you are so go totally. on I didn't yeah no but that, that you bring up a good that's exactly why i'm saying this because i think i didn't share my testimony because i was like there's no way that this is gonna be effect uh, you know Im- impactful because it's so boring there's nothing different about it but that was but as i i had someone who i, I don't i don't remember who and i wish i could credit them but someone was kind of like that in and of itself is an amazing testimony trust like right. the fact that like you have walked faithfully and God has been faithful with you your entire life, don't downplay that. <laughs> like that's that's not giving God enough credit and that's yeah. not giving your testimony enough credit. And I was like, oh, conviction. Yeah, that's you big. Know? Like, that's that's sure. huge. And I think those, even though those testimonies of of amazing deliverance are really inspiring, um, I've known the faithfulness of God my whole life. Mm. Not a, and the older I get, I I realize like that's not as common as I thought it was, and mm-hmm. and that's that's something that I kind of like I say it jokingly, but it's like I kind of want my son and my daughter to have a boring testimony. I would love <laughs> I, would, I would I would love for them to grow up and say ah oh, my testimony is kind of boring because I've known God my whole life. Like then I yeah. I feel like I have done my job as their mom discipling them. Not right. saying that like their testimony is less than if they do have a moment of walk away or if they do have a, a moment of of huge transformation. And, and that's not what I'm saying here. I'm yeah. saying that through these struggles, the high point, high points and the mundane points, God was there. Mm-hmm. God has never you, stopped being there. You can still have big transformation moments even as you're continuing knowing Christ even through that. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And yeah, that e- and and kind of encouraging people that each testimony is a story of the glory of God. Don't mm-hmm. downplay that just because your testimony isn't quote unquote flashy or <laughs> or uh, or or a huge deliverance story like that or if it's kind of boring like mine, mm-hmm. so to speak, but it's still impactful and I would just really encourage you like don't stop from sharing that. Don't because that's that's just a way that the um that the you know the devil's gonna try to stop God from being shared. You know, like mm-hmm. if you're if you feel like oh it's not impactful, no one's gonna want to hear my testimony. Like that might not be true. All like, the more reason to all share. All the more reason to share. <laughs> yeah. Like God gave you that testimony for mm-hmm. a reason. He's been faithful for a reason. Share that because mm-hmm. that just shows the the longevity of faith and and the and the faithfulness of God. Awesome. That's amazing. Thank you mm-hmm. very much, Tressa, for opening up a vein and letting us all hear oh, a little bit course. more about your story. Um. No, it's been great. It's been Thanks awesome. for having me, Craig. This was this was great. It was good to re re look at this again. It's yeah. been a while since I shared my testimony, and and good. that was it was good to revisit it. It's been again. It just reminded me of the faithfulness of God and mm. and how important how important He is and how important testimonies are. And thank you for having me then. Yeah, of course. Um, so remember, everyone, um, just when you see Sarah and Tressa at church on Sundays, uh, give them some encouragement and, and thank them for sharing their stories because uh, I love hearing them. This is so fun. These are some of my favorite episodes to do. It's it's great. Um, you know, Chase and Steve are awesome with all of their <laughs> powerful knowledge and yes, you know yes. deep theology. But you know, these ones are just fun to, to get to know. This is the body of Christ, people. Get to know people yeah. better. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, remember to keep on listening as we dive deeper into topics that go beyond a Sunday morning. Um, again, my name is Craig Cusick. I'm the host for the Ignite Church Answers podcast. And Tressa, as you know, we like to say the mission statement just like uh, every Sunday to encounter God and impact the world. Yeah. Would you like to say the first part or the second? I'll say the second. Okay. You'll say after me. Encounter God. Impact the world.